Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Why can't I drink like a normal person? Why? Why is it that I see my friends going for a jog on a Sunday morning and I'm lying in my bed unable to move my head for 15 hours um, in between, you know, visits to the bathroom? I couldn't understand, like, why I wasn't able. Why can't I do this? That was really one of the main questions. And that was the problem. That's why I didn't stop because... I just, I was just trying to learn. I, I wanted to train myself mm. to be a good boozer. It was a massive mistake I made for many, many years. It was like, oh yeah, I'll have waters between wines and then I'll do dry July and then I'll have paracetamol before I go to bed and a pint of water. I was trying all the time to be an excellent boozer so that I wasn't going to get anxiety the next day. And it just, it just wasn't reality for me because I mean, I would go out and I'd see friends sipping on a glass of wine when I'd be up, you know, they'd had that one glass the whole evening and I would have been to the bar five times. And I used to stand at the bar looking back at my friends going, you know, how come they're all sitting there all normal, looking all pretty still? And I'm all blotchy with red wine stained teeth, like wanting to go to a nightclub. I couldn't understand like where I was going wrong. But actually it was because I was drinking five times more than everybody else. And I and I saw them and I wanted to be like them and I couldn't. So that was one of the main questions I asked myself in those moments was, why can't I drink like a normal person? Why do I keep doing this myself? And the one that really led me to, to seek help was, why am I being a shit parent? Because, of course, on Sundays, I wasn't, wasn't able to function as a normal human being. And I'd had to listen to my darling husband take my children out for the day. I used to hear the front door slam and realised that they were going off to have a day without me. Um, and that was really the question that I I realised that I needed to seek professional help for because I didn't want to be that one. I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to be that mum. So that was really the question that stung my heart. The other ones had been going on for years, but that was the one that that, that made me reach out for help. Yeah, when you realise that your drinking is affecting your children, Absolutely. it's just devastating. And yeah. what's interesting is that you realised that when your kids were quite young, but I actually carried on drinking right through until their teenage years. And they do get more affected when they're older because they're, they're more aware of what you're doing. You can't hop hide that glass of wine i i just i just reminded me of something lucy that we talked about before was you telling us about your daughter writing you a letter i think we could talk about that quickly now like 
um, that that realization is is going to be a lot of women out there, especially listening to this podcast and men as well, who have reached a point in their drinking where it's affecting their children, and especially if their children are your kids' age, where they're they're starting to know what drinking is and they're starting to go out a bit more. What was it? Can you tell us that your daughter said to you when you when you? I mean, Lucy's been sober for six months. I've been sober for three years, so we're we're on a different page, but. We're still in that awkward area of, of giving up drinking where we're learning to socialise and we are having to have these conversations with our kids. What was it, what was it your daughter said? Yeah, it was, so I've got two daughters, one of whom has just turned 15 and the eldest is 17 and it was the youngest daughter. In fact, both of them sent me a message um, and they were both really sweet and supportive of me giving up drinking and honestly, they are so proud of me. I will just say that. But Ruby in her message to me said some things along the lines of, how she didn't worry about me all the time. Um, She wrote that message shortly after I had gone out for the night with a girlfriend and fallen off a wall and given myself um, a black eye. Um, And she said that she was always worried about when I went out, that she stayed awake to see if I'd come home and whether I was in bed. And more often than not, I wasn't. I didn't come home till the very, very early hours. Um, and she just said she worried about me all the time. So she, I'd really reverse the roles um, mm. between parent and child. Um, she was looking out for me. Um, and I didn't do that really, really heavy drinking a lot, but I did it enough that she was, I think she was constantly alert as to what was going to happen next with mum. I mean, I used that they've seen me in all sorts of states and I can only hope that it serves to put them off drinking yeah. <laughs> in excess. As you say, you have to call me in 18 years when my, my child is phoning me from a jail yes. cell. I'm like, <laughs> obviously, I hope my legless legacy lives on so that the children don't drink, but we'll have to see how that goes. Well, hopefully, our podcast will be on for 18 years, Lucy, and we'll oh, be yeah. able to report back <laughs> and see whether my children are. Are you know are not big drinkers? We'll yeah, see. But I'll be, that'll I'll be, be interesting, I, won't it? I'll be a very smug, sober person if I'm still sitting here in 18 years talking about sobriety. I hope so. <laughs> um, what was the questions that came up? Going back to the questions yeah. that we're asking, you know, when you're feeling that awkward moment of realization where your drinking isn't working for you anymore, it's not your best buddy. What were the questions that you asked yourself, Lucy? Look, very similar to you around moderation, Vic. I just tried so bloody hard to be a normal drinker exactly the same I'm, I'm I was sitting here nodding in agreement as you were talking earlier because yeah I'd look at people in the bar and I'd think how are they so together they're still drinking but they're not overdoing it and I have to admit embarrassingly I thought they were a bit boring mm. which is just so ridiculous I feel stupid saying it but they weren't they were just sensible they were enjoying a drink, yeah, um, but they weren't overdoing it like we always were. And I think we're going to do a whole new, well, a whole different podcast about moderation, aren't we? Because yeah, definitely, that's a massive <laughs> issue. I think, yeah. and also we can do an, another podcast about how I how we hated sober people before we were sober yes, ourselves. That's I mean, a brilliant topic. I didn't <laughs> want people remembering my night if I couldn't. I didn't want anybody there who was going to be pointing at me on that dance floor when I was rolling around, I didn't want someone coming to me the next day and telling me what I was doing. So yes. being around sober people was very, very confronting for me, which I guess is another awkward thing that we can discuss it really another is, time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it takes us back to what we were discussing earlier on about surrounding ourselves 
by people who were the same as us with their drinking, if not, and ideally worse, because yeah. it made us look yeah. better. But also, I berated people in the pub if they weren't having a drink. I'm very guilty of that. And I, it's one of the things I really regret now in my sobriety is that I was so awful to people that didn't drink. I mean, people aren't like that to me, so I don't know why I had the right to do that. But if, even if someone was really ill, I'd be like, come <laughs> on, have a hot toddy, I'll put some whiskey in it. I'd be like, yeah, go on, a couple of glasses of wine, you forget you've got a cold. I was that person so I you can I mean I do really regret that but there's nothing I can do about it so I, I do apologize to everybody that I did that to because that was an awful <laughs> thing to do and I a public apology a public on the first apology, podcast but, yeah. <laughs> there might be quite a few apologies on this podcast series uh, yeah, about all, probably- the, all the awful and disgraceful and embarrassing things we've be. done in our time yeah maybe yeah. we should just do one big apology one day and just say <laughs> to all the exes to all those awful one night stands that we had Sorry about that. Yeah, Sorry. to all the bartenders who we begged for another yeah. drink when we could to the barely police officers <laughs> that arrested us. I mean, yeah. we won't give away too much now, but I promise yeah. there are a few good stories coming up in the next yeah. few podcasts. There are some amazing stories. And just following on from what you said about that, I can remember going out and perhaps my friend I was going out with had decided not to drink that night. That was such a downer yeah. going out with, even if I could drink. Yeah. And in fact, what's so interesting now is that I'm exactly the same. If I go out with a group of people who are drinking, I feel more comfortable once they've got a few drinks under their belts or they're a little bit tipsy. That actually makes me feel better being around them like yeah. that. So that's just, there are a lot of habits that we need to get out of as we um, as we take our sober journey because these habits are so ingrained. Yeah, I was just going to say, Vicky, that what's quite interesting about my questions was that my questions were your questions. I just spent a lot longer blocking them out. So um, a lot of people are blocking out those questions. Um, if you're listening in and you feel, yeah, I probably have been asking myself those questions, but I'm blocking them out. It's perfectly normal to do it. That's yeah. what we do. That's what Vicky and I did. And everybody that we talked to in our sober group, exactly the same, aren't they, Vic? We just block out the questions. We don't want to deal with it. We don't know how to deal with it. We haven't got the tools. And again, that's the kind of thing we want to be able to say, look, what, what, you're, you're perfectly normal. You know, so many people do drink too much. So many people have problems. It's just about understanding what those red flags are and to accept them and to reach for help. Hi there. I wanted to tell you about a podcast that I think every single one of you will benefit from. It's called Therapy Works and it's hosted by me, Julia Samuel. I'm a best-selling author and psychotherapist. I invite you into my therapy room where I speak to either a known or unknown guest. Topics range from the difficulties of divorce, a life-changing illness, to the struggles of motherhood. Search Therapy Works now wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? 
Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out. All my magnificent fuck-uppery in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores. We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah. Are, there, are there bad bookstores? No, it's probably ones with moody, moody sellers. Oh, yeah, really yeah. depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay, yes, good, yes. Good. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made it into the goodies. <laughs> You can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audio book will be available in March. I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry, and cringe, and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book, even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think? I feel like I know a little bit too much about you now, to be honest, Vic. Look, I really loved it. It was hilarious and surprisingly moving, but I feel like I've seen you naked in a literary sense. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. Yeah. From an emotional point of view, seriously, it wobbled my teeny weeny wooden heart, Vic. Okay. (laughs) My teeny little wooden heart. His his wooden heart is broken. Anyway, so if you do manage to get your filthy mitts on a copy, please do me a favour and head to goodreads.com and give me a review. Doing that will help me get it out there to those that need a bit of sober support. So there you have it. My story, unwanted warts and all. Come and get awkward with me. Not to be too demanding or anything, but seriously, go and buy it Yeah, now. go and buy it. Go and buy it right now. Yeah, don't just tell your friends. Buy it and then buy your friends one or two. Yeah, yeah, don't give them a copy. Yeah. Buy it, yeah. And you know what? Don't be careful where you store it. If you lose it, you can always buy another yeah, five. Yeah, buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> 